Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. Brought to you by Elite Consulting Partners, it's the only podcast offering unfiltered guidance and direct advice for all things concerning financial advisors, RIAs, and the practitioners in the wealth management business. Learn more and subscribe today at EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcast. And now, here's your host, Frank LaRosa. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. This is your host, Frank LaRosa, and always joined with me by my guest, not really my guest, but you're my co-host, my right-hand guy, master of disaster, master of information, Dale Dempsey. Thank you for having me back on the show today. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> right? <laughs> Maybe you'll have me in, in the future. Maybe. I'm thinking about it. I'm yeah. not sure yet. It's to be determined. This will be our viral episode. Our 35th viral episode, right? Yeah. How about that? Right. So 35. I'm still trying to figure out whether or not you're going to be my co-host or not. I'm not sure. So there's some competition still. I'm not so, sure who it so is. So after 35 you got, you interviews. You Duke and Coach and Diesel. So you know, we'll see. We'll see. Well, thanks hey, for having me on again. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We really do appreciate it. One of those days in the market that's making everybody a little squirrely, which is actually why we wanted to do our podcast today. On a specific topic, though, that we totally. think will probably resonate with you. More so than ever before. And so really what we wanted to talk about sort of a big picture is process over percentage. What the hell does process over percentage mean? What that means to me when I was an advisor and what you should be thinking about when you're an advisor is you sort of live by the sword and die by the sword. And if in great markets, you're touting your percentages of your portfolio and how you're the best asset manager since sliced bread because the last 10 years have been making you look like a genius. It's in markets like we're having right this minute, and I don't call them markets, but days, where we're down a 1,000 points, whatever the number is at the moment, that I think personally where process is going to save you from losing clients, right? And what I mean by that is when you're talking to your clients about why they should be working with you, you're doing annual reviews, I think there are far too many advisors today that are talking about who they are as an asset manager, how they run money and how they pick stocks and all of those things, right? And that's awesome in an up market, but I think there's a lot of advisors that have not really been in a down market. I've been through two down markets. They're not pretty. And in my experience, the, the guys and female advisors that touted themselves as asset managers, they really got hurt when the market crumbled. The advisors that didn't get hurt were the ones that talked about process, and how they work with the client long-term and how they handle their total wealth management and how they're holistic and all of those things. They might talk about asset management, and I'll give you sort of a quick example of what I used to do, but it's in the context of a bigger picture. It's only one piece, if that makes sense to you. As a matter of fact, I'm holding on, for those of you that are listening on my podcast, check out our YouTube channel, Elite Consulting Partners. You'll see what I'm talking about. But this is a football that I used to hold on to when I first started in the business. It's a Fidelity Advisors football. And it just reminded me of those days when we were going after clients and we were talking about process. And so I thought I'd hold on to this football today. It's a little- It looks like you've had that since Pee Wee. I've had this since 1994, basically, 95. So it's been a long time. Got some touchdown passes on that. But what I wanted to talk about in real simple terms, and I'm just going to show an example on our YouTube channels, is basically what I used to do because I wasn't a good stock picker, but I was great at relationship management and all that. And I used to just explain to my clients that, you know, I used to draw a big circle in the middle and then three small circles on the right as sort of satellites. And so the large circle comprised their core investments. 
And then the three satellites were essentially pharmaceuticals, technology, and banking. And the idea there was that there were a small percentage of the client's overall portfolios, even though they're a little more aggressive, they sort of all leveled out when one would go up, one would go down. But the whole point of what I did this for was I didn't want my clients to hold me to every up and down in the market. And when the markets did go up and down, I wanted to be able to talk to them about their long-term strategy. And yeah, okay, this mutual fund might not be working that well, or this particular stock isn't doing that well today or for the quarter. But Mr. Smith, that really is really not part of our process, right? right? It doesn't really matter long term. And I have this huge fear right now, just as we talk to more and more advisors all over the country, a lot of advisors that are RIAs, that they're forgetting what happened in 08 and 09 and 2001. And they're moving away from process and articulating to their clients why and how they have a process to work with their clients. And forget about, in my opinion, when an advisor wants to talk about how great they were at picking stocks, it's an ego thing. Because clients don't really, I say they don't really give a shit. They do, but it's really low on the scale of the reasons why clients leave advisors, right? Number one and number two are usually relationship and service, which service can be related to process. You had an interesting take on that when we were talking about this yesterday. I think for a lot of advisors, maybe, and I, actually I heard this in a podcast a couple of years ago. So this is this is from someone's personal experience. A lot of advisors will have this sort of like World War One triage tent process or lack of process in place. But they have this problem where client calls in, phone call, you're just trying to bandage the situation really fast. A lot of this had to do with market volatility. And the idea was, okay, well, we don't have a process set up, a centralized way to talk to clients. It's all kind of focused on market timing. And so we need to get away from that and start focusing on relationships. Now, you still might talk about the market as an advisor, but there's a time and place for that. And clients can get that information in maybe a blog you do or all the stuff that you do throughout your day to put information out there on your website or whatever, it may be social media. The point is, I know that not all advisors can do that at, at your firm, but whatever firm yeah, you're If you're at. independent, you definitely can't do that. I mean, if you're a W-2, sorry. sorry. Yeah, if you're at if a you're independent, firm, you really can. Right. That probably doesn't comply with the firm policy. But the point is, if you have a process in place, and so they went from basically kind of like this triage tent approach to let's go back, talk to clients about what's really important and know that if they ever want information on the market at the any given time, they can just go look and see what we're putting out there. Yeah. Have that. I think where we were going with that was essentially not getting inundated, especially with markets like today and yesterday, where you're getting inundated from your clients calling in to want to know about what's going on in the market. Not necessarily what's happening to my portfolio, but what's going on in the market. And you made a great point yesterday with some of the independent firms and RIA firms out there where they'll have a blog and they'll put out market commentary. And if you're a W-2, if you're in a wirehouse or whatever, your firms have market commentary for big days like today or yesterday where you can put that stuff out. But a lot of advisors just don't do it, right? They would rather just get inundated with phone calls and the same conversation 25 times throughout the course of the day. What you all should be doing is finding ways to have your clients go through a process. This is not the same kind of process I was talking to in terms of 
wealth management process, but have a process to steer your clients towards a central place where if they're looking for just general market commentary, what's happening today, steer them towards your blog, steer them towards your website, which is where you'll have a blog or whatever it is that you're doing, someplace where they can go and read what's going on in the market. So, hey, Bob, if you want to know what's going on in the market, Dale just put out a great piece on our blog. Go and check it out. If you have questions related to your account specifically, we'd love to talk to you. That will reduce the number of inbound phone calls. But sort of circling back, what I'm trying to also get people to understand is when you're talking to your clients, you have to really be able to find a way to articulate what your process is because you're not always going to be handling their account during a bull market. There's going to be a time, and I would argue that we're on the shorter end of that stick right now. I'm not sure when that's going to come, but there's going to be a time in the future here sooner than later, where the market is going to go down for more than a few days, more than a few months. And if you're out there right now touting yourself as an asset manager, and you know we've had some calls with some clients of ours that they want to leave a wire and they want to go to some other firm and they run these portfolios, then they want to be able to sort of get them on bigger, on, platforms. On bigger, bigger platform and sell it for billions yeah. of dollars, right? right Which right, right. is great for them that they're thinking big, but that's because they've only been running money in an up market. Well, and it's dangerous too. Really dangerous. If you're not, if you don't have a process in place to where, like you, where they could be doing all the same things in the background, but the difference is if they're not doing what you were doing with your clients on the front end, it makes it really difficult because your clients probably didn't know what cyclical sleeves they're in or anything like that. So when I used to have in the major bucket, we had large value, large growth, mid and small. And so when the markets were choppy, Maybe not so much when the market was cratering because everyone gets crushed in that time. But when the markets were choppier, if a particular portfolio wasn't doing all that well, my clients understood that there was a process that we had in building their model, their overall models. And I could just take out portfolio A and put in portfolio B. And they didn't really care or be bothered because they knew that each portfolio that was in there was just part of a larger plan. It didn't really matter, right? Whether it was Fidelity or American funds or it didn't matter, MFS or whatever. They just knew. And so my conversations were really easy with them. And that is, hey, look, we're not liking the direction of the firm. We're not liking the direction of the market. Whatever the conversation was, part of the portfolio, we're going to make some adjustments to take advantage of what's going on right now and protect yourself on the downside in the future. Their answer was, oh, okay, that sounds great. And I would go through, obviously tell them what we're changing because you have to. But it wasn't some long, drawn-out conversation. And I wasn't held accountable for running the money and the performance of the account because I wasn't trading individual stocks. Um, So the point was there was some separation. And I think that this is the sort of bigger message here. I think that if you're an advisor today and you're out there presenting yourself as a portfolio manager, as an asset manager, because it sounds cool, you have to be really careful because you live by the sword and you die by the sword. And it's okay to talk about yourself as an asset manager as long as it's part of a larger overall process conversation. Instead of percentage. Instead of percentage conversation, just not selling yourself as a percentage. Because then the other thing you deal with, which is common, is if you're pitching your percentage in your portfolio, then you're leaving yourself open to the next guy who's going to pitch your client two percentage points better or, oh, I'm going to lose you less money in down market. 
And now all of a sudden you're competing on performance and no one ever wins on that one, right? Because then you're going to try to stretch with what you're doing to try oh, to get yeah. better performance, which is sort of what happened in 08 and 09. Right. So doing this, you insulate yourself against the advisor who's saying, well, I'll make you a ton of money in markets that are down like this to the client, right? right. Pitching the client is that advisor is great when everything's doing fine, but you insulate yourself from someone who's going to come in and try and say, well, you know, we're going to hedge against all this stuff. You just don't want your client trained to be thinking about percentages on their portfolio, that's, that's, up or down. Yeah, that's the perfect right? thought there. They get a call from some guy at Merrill Lynch or it doesn't matter what the firm is and says, oh, I can do a better job than your current asset manager, both on the upside and the downside. And if you've talked to your client about process and how you handle their, basically their life, their financial life, and that the asset management piece is only one small part of that whole thing, the conversation that the Merrill guy wants to have about percentages is going to go in one ear and out the other because your client's going to know, yeah, but it's not all about that. Me achieving my long-term goals is not all about one or two points on my portfolio. They'll never think of you as an asset manager. It's funny you said that. If the client's referring to you as an asset manager, probably not where you want to be, especially if you're giving them overall financial advice. Right. Yeah, You don't want to be known as their asset manager. That's not going to end well at some point. But anyway, I just thought that that was really timely. We had been talking about this topic for a while. And given the last couple of days, I thought it was perfect timing to get this one out. Make sure that when you're talking to your clients in up markets and down markets, you are really talking to them about process and your process and not overselling your percentage. Hey, I want to add something. We were talking about at lunch just to end on this, right? So if you go back and you've been a great rap too. That was that was okay. <laughs> That's okay. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna unwrap. Go with that. We're, we're gonna, gonna unwrap and try to make it look as good. That's okay. Go ahead. But this is a great point you made. So you've been through two down markets. Yeah. So there are advisors who will recognize these type of markets and will make some changes, you know, at the firm level. The ones that wait until things start to sort of like level out and creep back up. It's a totally different conversation in terms of valuation on their practice and not making a pitch for, hey, you should move because the market's changing. But just if you were to look back at it, the advisors that get it done earlier instead of wait will be in a completely different scenario, whether that's good or bad. That's, something that's yeah, that's true. About. So that's definitely a segue. That's a good job, though. And what Dale really wants me to talk about is when advisors are thinking about making a move, should they move? you know, if they see the market turning early or not. And again, having gone through two different down markets, what I've seen in advisors that are forward thinking and they're concerned about the market taking a downturn, whether you're a high transaction-based advisor or not, or a fee-based guy, yeah, the advisors that have moved prior to a sort of a market downturn did well because their clients were happy, they were satisfied. Maybe they saw some cracks or chinks in the armor in terms of the economy. Again, I'm not an economist and I'm not going to say they're chinks in the armor, but advisors that had the foresight to look through that stuff did very well. And the challenge with advisors is that when they don't see that coming and then all of a sudden they look at their quarterly billing statements and they're down 10% each quarter, right? And a year into it, now they're down, the revenue is down 20, 30%. Now they're in a tough spot because they are challenged to potentially leave the firm because if they waited that long, their clients also lost money, which is why their accounts are down. And there's a higher risk of them losing clients when they leave, because when they walk out the door, the client is probably unhappy with the situation. The inheriting advisor is going to blame you 
the guy that just left about why their account's down 20%. And so there's a lot more risk involved. And then when you're trying to bring on new accounts, when you're at the new firm, it's going to be a little more challenging to move clients. But I think to your point, what we were talking about at lunch was, yeah, there's going to be this slow train coming. We don't know when it's coming. It could be in a year or two. If you're an advisor and you're concerned, and it's funny because I think where you're coming with this is that we've had a couple of advisors this week, maybe just like in the last two days, talking about taking money off the table. They want to take money off the table because these are advisors that have been through a couple of markets, down markets, and they see what can happen. And they're smart to get ahead of this thing. Not that that's about process over percentage, which is a great part of our podcast, but this is sort of a warning in that this is what's going on in my head, at least, about is the market going to turn over here a little bit? And again, not pitching yourself as an asset manager necessarily, but as having a process for your clients, but looking at your own practice and should you be protecting yourself and your business by getting ahead of things and looking at your current firm, whether or not it makes sense for you to be there or not, and is now the right time for you to be looking at a new home while your accounts are still high, your clients are still happy with what's going on. That's something I'm not sure about. It's up to each individual advisor. If you have questions about that, give Dale a call, 856-316-4653, or give me a call, 856-316-4651, or you can DM me at franklarosa.elite. But we appreciate your time. We haven't said thank you in a while. Our downloads have gone through the roof. I'm loving that every morning. I go check the downloads. So I would ask you, so I don't have a crappy morning, make sure that you're downloading the podcast, spread the word. We appreciate all the great comments that everybody's making and the value that we're bringing to the table for people that are listening. And we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks a lot. Yeah, great talk. Thanks for listening to Advisor Talk with Frank LaRosa. If you're looking for more advice or solutions on any topics in the financial services industry, or you just want to subscribe to our podcast, head on over to EliteConsultingPartners.com slash podcasts.